Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sportscast. We are here tonight to do week 27, the Big Fuss Combo Show, where we missed on Sunday for the weekend wrap-up. We're going to do these shows together. So welcome in to College Sportscast, the Big Fuss Show. your attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. Welcome in, everyone. It's Brad with College Sportscast. We are here tonight to do the Big Fuss Combo Show. A little bit about over the weekend and what's happened the last two or three days. I've got John Hammonds on with me at the bottom. What's up, Hammonds? And I have Jason Harrison on with me at the top right. What's up, Jason? What's going on, Brad? Too busy to tell is all I know. So I got to go to the alumni game for the women's uh, Kentucky game on Sunday and cover that. And that was a pretty fun time. I got to pretty much meet Ryan Howard, who was the number one pick in the 22 WNBA draft. Um, she didn't have a whole lot of time because she's actually um, working as an assistant coach on the Florida staff, and that's who they were playing. Um, but she was there. That was pretty cool. Stacy Reed was there. Stacy Reed Shepard was there. Valerie Steele was there. A lot of cool people was there um, from Kentucky women's past. Of course, Matthew Mitchell and and a, a lot of his players was there, um, so it was pretty cool to do. Um, what's been going on with y'all? Y'all have anything cool going on that you guys got to do in the last uh, days? Well, the girls' um, basketball high school um, start district next week, starting Monday, I believe, um, this last two days. These next couple of days are their last home games, and the boys have the final home game Friday night, senior night. So um, we're, we're kind of going into postseason play um, in the high school circuit. Um, it's starting to get into to district regionals. I think regionals start not, not next week, but the following week um, here in Kentucky. So um, lots happening. Um, college baseball has started back. Um, it just started back, I guess, this past week, I guess. Um, so this past weekend, Friday, um, yeah, you know, yeah, there's, so, there's a lot, there's a lot to go over. I, there's lots I, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a quick shout out to the Gulf Shores, uh, Dolphins went girls team. They play tomorrow morning. Um, and the elite eight of the five, a championship tournament in, in Alabama, if they win, they will be in the final four and go to Birmingham. Um, 
and it's a pretty big deal. They will be in the final four for the state championship. They are mm -hmm. 28 and six. And I mentioned them in my last show. They have three girls mm -hmm. that are seniors on that team that I was an AAU coach for in high school. I mean, in when they were in middle school. Um, and I'm uh, really kind of keeping track of them. Uh, Maggie Myers, Alyssa Thompson, and Maya Griffin are the three so, girls. Um, quick, quick, quick time here. Do you want me to go over the uh, the college basketball scoreboard for Saturday and, and whatnot? Um, since we didn't get to do that, uh, you know what I want to start with. If you, if you got it up, so the NCAA um, announced their top sixteen on Saturday before the games mm -hmm. were played on Saturday, and there is a few surprises on there. I don't know if you call them surprises, but. There's a couple of spots on there that I didn't think should be there to begin with, mm -hmm. and and one or two of them lost on Saturday, so I'm sure they'll be punched out of there. But uh, I got it. I got it pulled up though. Um, okay. In the overall seeds listed in parentheses here, this is. Um, I'm just going to go down the line here. In the Midwest, which is the Detroit region, um, you had the one seed Purdue, which was the overall number one. Um, Tennessee was the sixth overall team. They're the number two seed. Three seed in that region in the Midwest was Baylor. The, there, there was a 10 overall seed. And the fourth seed was kind of a surprise, really. San Diego State um, was, the four, was the 14th overall seed in the Midwest. Um, I think you could have switched a couple teams out with San Diego State, but I think basically what they was going at was the last two games that San Diego State won. I think they deserved it a little bit because they won some really good games there. Yeah, the Florida Mexico. And, yeah. And, uh, but from there, the East region is in Boston this year. Um, Connecticut was number one, the one seed. They was number two overall. Number two seed, number five overall was North Carolina. Um, three seed was Iowa State. They was the 11th overall seed. And the fourth seed in this one was kind of Wisconsin, man. Like I don't, I don't agree with this one. There man. you like, go. That's that's the one that um, I didn't agree with, and then they wind up losing on Saturday. I get. So. Here's the thing with Wisconsin. I think they got six quad one wins, but the last couple of weeks they've went down a bad. They lost really bad four in a row. Then they won one, yeah. and then they lost again on Saturday. So I mean, they're they're on a downward spiral. I just don't think yeah. they deserve. Four seed right now. No, I, I don't. Now Iowa State, they're trending um, upward, which they lost. Yeah, they lost like right. to Houston, which a lot of teams lose to Houston on the road. Um, that's yeah. just a given. But, that's not a bad loss. Um, so. In the South, this is the Dallas region. Um, you got number one seed Houston as the three overall. Um, the two seed was Marquette. They was number seven overall. Um, the three seed was Alabama, the number nine overall. And number four seed was Illinois, and they was 15th overall. Um, there's a couple places in here where I thought you could maybe slide Clemson into, um, maybe Clemson or a few other teams. But overall, I think they got that kind of – that bracket kind of um, right, which Alabama – everybody's going to complain because Alabama is the three seed, but they, they, they really don't have any bad losses. And, and they lost to some really good teams. Um, yep. And they made up with that in the SEC, which is a big thing because I think – aren't they first in the SEC 
um, right now. So, um, yeah, they are. So, with that said, we move to the West. That's the Los Angeles. Um, number one seed was Arizona. They was the fourth overall um, reveal. Two was Kansas. I, I don't agree with this one now. Um, I, don't I don't think agree Kansas, with Kansas being two. I don't think Kansas should be a two seed. Um, I don't they was the eighth seed. They was the eighth overall. And then you got Duke. Um, a lot of people's going to kind of go if and ands behind that one. Um, the whole Duke thing. Um, I think Duke's got some really good losses. And then they have a few little stinkers in there. Um, the pit game. Um, for Warren, which Pitt, I think, is kind of slowly getting to the bubble as we speak. And then you had the last – the fourth was Auburn. They're the 13th seed. And Auburn okay, – whose birthday is it? His birthday? It Maybe be, happy it birthday be, to it them? Be, it must be Daniels. So, uh, yeah. Okay, um, go ahead. And Auburn was the last – they was the fourth seed, 13th seed. And a lot of this is going to change – between now and Selection Sunday. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but this was the first this was the first top sixteen that come out to come out on Saturday. I think they do these weekly now leading well, up a lot to of these, a lot of these four seeds and a lot of these three seeds I think will change. Now the twos and ones, I don't think you're gonna see much difference. Um Jason, because I gotta ask you, what do you think about Kansas being a two seed? I mean, they've had some, some – they've had a lot of quad one victories. And if, if you look at it, you know what I'm saying, um, I, I, they, they could be a one seed. They could be a one seed, depending on which Kansas team you get. You know yeah. I mean? They, they're up and down. You know, they, they started up hot, had some good wins. I think they play better at home. Then they do, but on do the you road. get, do you get the Kansas? Do you get the Kansas team at Fog Allen, or do you get the Kansas team that's on the road? Like that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's the slippery slope. That, that's the slippery slope yeah. right there with Kansas. Well, they did they did win a really good win, pick up a really good win in Oklahoma, but Oklahoma's been kind of on a downward spiral as of recently. They haven't been playing as well. Um, if you ever, if you if anybody watched that game Saturday, Oklahoma like they shot absolutely horrific. Like it was, they, they could not get anything going. Um, it was just, it, to me, it was just an ugly basketball game, which Kansas did what they did to do and they need to do and win. But if you watched it for the first 40 minutes, it was really tough to watch. I, I'm just saying, with their losses mounting up, I think there is other teams. I actually think, in my opinion, Iowa State has a much better resume right now. Um, coming up, you know, than Kansas do. They're higher in the Big 12 than Kansas is. They have a much better record in the in the same tough conference. Um, mm-hmm. I actually but, think Iowa State deserves that two seed more than they got a three and Kansas got the two. If it was me, I would swap them two. But you do know that they're basing a lot of things on draw, right? Uh, um you know, uh, Kansas, Kansas fan base is going. It's a blue blood, and, and they're going to travel, and so of course they, they got to predict. You know, they're they're playing. You know, they're playing with it right now. They're putting things. I out. mean, it's early, and I'm not saying this is going to be set in stone or nothing. It's going to change, and I understand all that. Um, yeah. I just think Iowa State's been playing a lot better ball than I, what Kansas. I, I, I agree, but then Iowa State go on the road and show what their road is really like. 
they run up against Houston playing at home, yeah. and, and, right. and you know they, they get beat just like you know yeah. South Carolina got Molly Walk in Auburn. Uh, so yeah. man, it's 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 about it's about that <laughs> yes. time of the year where yes. people start well, to separate. That's, good, that's a good word, Jason. Huh? <laughs> I said Molly Walk. That's a good word, Molly Walk, man. Instead of <laughs> hey, trying to be clean, trying to be clean with it. <laughs> you know, you know what I really want to say. They got waxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. That's a good word. All right, I just wanted to hit that real quick. It's the first first time this year that uh, you know they put out the top sixteen with the seeds mm -hmm. in mind. Uh, they'll be doing that. So now, uh, John, if you want to hit Saturday scoreboard, Saturday and Sunday scoreboard, you can real quick. Um, Alabama beat Texas A&M 175. Um, Iowa State beat Texas Tech 82-74. TCU went on the road and beat Kansas State 75-72. Nebraska beat Penn State 68-49. Um, Virginia beat Wake Forest 49-47. Butler went on the road to Hinkle and beat um, – or Creighton went on the road to beat Butler and win at Hinkle 79-57. Richmond beat George Washington 90-74. to Boston University beat Navy 74-65. The Citadel beat UBMI 76-51. Purdue-Fort Wayne beat Detroit 83-69. Perriman Dickinson won 93-74 over St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Florida went on the road to Georgia and won 88-82. Wright State beat Robert Morris 101-71. Houston beat Texas 82-61. Um, Maryland, Baltimore County City 80-75 over Albany. Dayton beat Fordham 78-70. Army beat Holy Cross 59-53. Akron beat Buffalo 73-62. Coastal Carolina beat Marshall 74-67. Colgate, which I think they 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 picked up the number one seed in their um conference tournament this past weekend. Um they beat Bucknell 62 to 50. Um that's that's the that's the toothpaste team, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um Drexel beat Campbell 81-66. Duke went on the road and beat Florida State 76-67. Hofstra beat Northeastern 82-62. Kent State beat Northern Illinois 85-47. LaSalle beat UMass 82-81. Lehigh beat Loyola, Maryland, 75-70. Mercer beat Sanford, 88-84. Um, Mississippi State beat Arkansas, 71-67. Delaware went to North Carolina A&T and won, 62-54. North Carolina beat Virginia Tech, 96-81. Oklahoma State upsets number 25 BYU, 93-83. That, that was a bad loss by BYU. There was. Longwood beat Presbyterian, 81-73. Stetson beat Florida Gulf Coast, 61-60. Missouri State beat Valparaiso, 82-74. Lemoyne beat Stonehill, 75-67. Hampton beat Towson, 67-61. Iowa beat Wisconsin in overtime, 88-86. Duquesne beat St. Joe's, 66-56. Abilene Christian beat Stephen F. Austin, 63-62. Cleveland State beat Youngstown State, 81-73. Connecticut dominates Marquette at home, 
Louisiana Tech beat Florida International 70 that, that was a whooping right there. Vermont beat Maine 68-57. Oakland beat IUPUI 107-59. Tulsa beat Rice 93-82. Western Kentucky beat New Mexico State 72-58. Mary Mack beat LIU Brooklyn 83-68. Alabama A&M beat Mississippi Valley State 80-57. Southern Miss beat Texas State 78-74. Um, Eastern Michigan beat Bowling Green 69-60. Miami, Ohio beat Ball State 80-59. South Carolina loses at home to LSU 64-63. St. Bonaventure beats, beats Davidson in overtime 81-80. Binghamton 69, New Jersey Tech 55. Um Alcorn State beat Bethune-Cookman, 69-54. Monmouth beat Stony Brook, 84-61. Arkansas State beat South Alabama, 76-73. Lafayette beat American, 68-62. Arkansas Little Rock beat Southern Indiana, 80-62. Boston College beat Miami, 85-77. Cincinnati goes on the road and beats UCF, 76-74. Delaware State beat Coppin State 66-56. Denver beat North Dakota State 77-71. Howard beat NC Central 90-82. McNeese State beat Nickel State 74-47. Kansas goes on the road and beats Oklahoma 67-57. UC Santa Barbara beat Hawaii 77-71. Sacred Heart beat Wagner 63-53. Western Carolina beat East Tennessee State 70-65. Norfolk State beat South Carolina State 61-67 in, in overtime. UMass Lowell beat Bryant 86-77. Gardner-Webb beat South Carolina Upstate 73-65. Appalachian State wins another one, 85-73 over Louisiana. Eastern Illinois beats Lindenwood 72-57. Morgan State beat Maryland Eastern Shore 70-65, UNC Asheville beats Charleston Southern, 86-55, Southeast Louisiana beat Houston Christian, 81-78, Tennessee Martin upsets Moorhead State, 88-82, Western Illinois beats Tennessee State, 68-61, SIU Edwardsville beat Southeast Missouri State by 4, 80-76, Texas A&M Commerce beat Texas, no, Texas A&M Corpus Christi beat Texas A&M Commerce 86-63. Lipscomb beat Central Arkansas 85-68. Arkansas Pine Bluff beat Alabama State 80-74. UC Riverside beat UC Davis 67-61. Weber State beat Eastern Washington 90-84. Idaho beats Idaho State 55-53. Lamar beats New Orleans 94-72. Sacramento State loses to Northern Colorado, 80-75. Troy beats Louisiana Monroe, 85-57. Georgia Tech knocks off Syracuse, 65-60. Maryland defeats Maryland, 80. I mean, Illinois defeats Maryland, 85-80. Colorado State beat Utah State, 75-55. Northwestern State beats Incarcerate Word, 81-61. Kentucky goes on the road and beats Auburn. 70 to 59. Harvard beats Columbia 
Um, Cornell beats Dartmouth 89-80. James Madison beats Georgia Southern 87-80. Middle Tennessee State beats UTEP 96-90. Brown beats Pennsylvania 71-64. Tennessee 88, Virginia Vanderbilt 53, Grambling State 66, Texas Southern 63. Washington State 72, Stanford 59. Washington State is now ranked in the top 25 at 21. Yeah. Baylor beat West Virginia on the road, 94-81. Jackson State beat Florida A&M, 77-55. Pittsburgh beat Louisville, 86-59. Southern beat Prairie View A&M, 77-71. Southern Illinois beat Indiana State, 74-69. That's two. UNC – Greensboro beats Wofford, 58-47. Central Michigan beats Western Michigan, 69-42. Elon goes to UNC Wilmington and knocks off um, the – I can't remember. UNC what, – what was their uh, – I don't remember. I can't remember, but they won on the road there. Um, Georgia State beats Old Dominion, 68-65. Portland State beats Northern Arizona, 83-68. High Point beats Radford, 99-74. UC San Diego beats Cal State Fullerton, 76-69. Eastern Kentucky beats Bellarmine, 75-65. Providence beats DePaul, 81-70. Sam Houston State beats Liberty, 83-73. Texas Arlington beats UT Rio Grande Valley, 89-70. Boise State beats... Um, Fresno State, 90 to 66. NC State goes to Clemson and wins 78-77. Princeton beats Yale, 73-62. Grand Canyon beats California Baptist, 79-76. Michigan State beats Michigan, 73-63. Long Beach State beats Cal State Northridge, 87-73. North Dakota beats Oral Roberts, 78-65. California beats Washington, 82-80. Um, Wisconsin-Milwaukee beats Northern Kentucky, 73-72. Um, St. Thomas, Minnesota wins again, 83-80 over South Dakota. South Dakota State beats Nebraska-Omaha, 85-77. Austin P beats North Alabama, 87-79. Ole Miss beats Missouri, 79-76. Um, actually, that game was a lot bigger than what it was. Missouri come back in that game. Um, Utah Valley beats Southern Hill. Utah, 78-75. Gonzaga beats Pacific, 102-76. San Francisco beats Loyola Marymount, 82-59. Montana beats Montana State, 88-69. Seattle beats Utah Tech, 66-65. Arizona beats Arizona State, 105-60. Wyoming beats San Diego, San Jose State, 80-75. UC Irvine beats Cal State Bakerfield, 77-71. Oregon beats Oregon State, 60-58. Pepperdine beats Portland, 91-70. Santa Clara beats San Diego, 82-69. Colorado wins in final two overtimes over USC, 92-89. And then you had Nevada beating UNLV by three, 69-66. On that note, and that, my friend, is a full rundown of last Saturday's games. And I'm just on Sundays, 
I'm just going to go by some key games that was played. Actually, Charlotte, Charlotte again over Wichita State, 72-61. Loyola, Chicago wins again. Um, I think they're tied for um, first place in the, um, the HN. Yeah. So, Sister Jean might be making another appearance in the tournament, hopefully. Um, South Florida, what a job Abdur Rahim yeah. is doing awesome. in South Florida, man. Upset Florida Atlantic, 90 to 86. Yeah, Ohio yep. State upsets Purdue. With an interim, with an interim coach, by the way. First the time. Interim coach. 73 to 69. Um yeah. going down through here. There, there wasn't a lot of Furman beat Chattanooga, which was big. Furman's getting healthy at the right time, 82-65. Illinois State wins again. They beat Evansville. That's for me. They beat Evansville and Indiana State. Um, yeah. They could be a sleeper in that tournament in the, in the MVP. Um, UAB beat North Texas. Indiana loses again at home to Northwestern. The Indiana is Woodson, is Woodson on the hot seat? I think he is. Um, SMU beats Memphis 106 to 79. Um, which we'll talk about Memphis later on in the show. So. Man. Seton Hall beat St. John 68-62. Minnesota beat Rutgers 81-70. And UCLA finally lost a game. Um, Utah picked up a big win at Poly Pavilion Sunday. And that's right. your rundown for the weekend. For the, week, for the weekend. Um, I just There was one ranked game yesterday. That was Houston and Iowa State at Houston 73-65. Um, and then tonight's scoreboard um, ranked teams. You got Creighton. This is a big score right here. Creighton is leading UConn 41 to 27 with three minutes to go in the first quarter or first Whoa. half. So they're they're leading UConn by 14 right now. I'm telling you, Omaha is a really hard place to play. Um, Creighton. That place when when they're playing really good basketball, it's one of the most electric places. Tennessee went on the road to a a Missouri team who has zero SEC wins, was behind at halftime, and only won by five. They did come back. They won by five, seventy-two to sixty-seven at Missouri. If I remember, if I remember correctly, Missouri was up eight in this game. Yeah, they they were up. Five or something like that at halftime until, until Dalton Connect happened. Yeah. So see, here's my biggest thing, and why I'm gonna say this while we're on this topic. I get that Tennessee has to have you know the numbers with Dalton Connect, they're great and all, but they're gonna have to look for other guys besides Dalton Connect when it becomes tournament play. He just they simply are. can't go off. He simply can't go off for 30 or 35 every night. And the rest of them not do a thing. Like it's gotta yeah. be a team thing. Um, you know, I, I think Jonas Adu is been really good in the middle. Um, but somebody A-Doo. decided A Do it? Yeah, it's A Do. Jonas Adu. A Do, yeah. well, whatever you say it, but you got Meshack or whatever his name is, and there's a bunch of weird names there. <laughs> me, me check. Um, I just think they want to have to look for somebody besides Dalton Connect when it comes to the Bible. 
You got Meshach, Meshach, Adu, you got and a Bendigo. I don't know why. <laughs> but seriously though, man, like Don Connect, he can't do everything. Like he, he just simply can't. I mean, you can't give him 35 and then everybody else just not do just not have, you know, yeah. you had that the other night with Kentucky when Josiah Jordan James, what, got 26, I think, 25. But that's yeah, not going to happen. That, that's not going to happen every single night. I told you. I told you that James was going to have a big night against us, didn't I? Yeah. I just I told I just you think that him, and Ziegler, more. him and Ziegler were going to have big nights just because it was against us. And that's exactly well, I just what think happened. Gotta, I, just, I just, you know, Jason's played college ball. I just think you just got to – you got to have more than 35 from one man every single night. Like, you, you can't you can't depend on one guy every single night. Like it. No, you can't, especially when it comes to that tournament time, you know. Yeah. Team, team's going to be have enough film. They're going to take your best player away, so they're going to have to uh, get right. more score. Right I, I got a question yeah. for you guys. You ready? Are you taking UConn or the field? Who do you have? God, it's a tough question, man. I'm going to say the field. When was the last number one team, number one overall seed? Been a while. When the last time the overall has played, I mean, they wiped the floor with Marquette the other day, who was ranked. Yeah, but let's be fair. UConn's pretty hard to beat at home. Um, It's. You wanted to talk about UConn tonight, so this is my question for you, and you can put in what you want to say. But are we are we taking UConn or the field? I think you got to take the field right now, because I'm like Jason. Like it's really hard to win back to back national championships. It is Um, when you when you got a target on your back every single night, and, and look look like tonight. You know, Creighton's come out firing on all cylinders, which could change in all of a matter of minutes. But um, and, and I tell you, too, the field this year is absolutely wide open. Um, anybody can win it. Anybody can, you know, have that one night where they just look really good, invincible, and knock them off. Um, do I think they get back to the Final Four? Yes. I think they get back to the final four, but do I think they I mean, win with it? No. Purdue losing with Purdue losing, UConn's the clear number one right now overall. Yes. I think they're the best team, period, as of now. But going forward, though, I think I would take the field because it's really, really difficult to win back-to-back national championships. You know, it's really tough. No, don't get me yeah. wrong. Kentucky, Kentucky think- could have done it three years in a row had they not lost to Arizona. In 97. They went in 96, 97, 98. Yeah. Kentucky could have won it three straight years. Yeah. Now, don't get me um, wrong. UConn has the team to get it done. They you know, do. Every, everything has got to work for them. I what, what I really think they're missing this year is that shooting. Yeah. Uh, who's the guard that got drafted uh, by the Pelicans? He was their, their marksman. Uh, I can't, I can't say his name. I'm I looking dead at him. Can't see him. Angel Reese's cousin. Uh, yeah, what is his name? Man. But they're missing just a guy who can just heat up in a quick second. You know, I think they they have a better team, but you're missing two. Well, you're missing two guys. You're missing the, the guy the who played man. the point forward, who dra- got drafted by Milwaukee, 
You talking and, about Jordan? Uh, talking about Jordan Hawkins? And Jordan Hawkins, yes, yes. You talking about two, 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 two big guards that they had? They had a big shooting guard, and they had a big point four. Well, they had, they had Jordan Hawkins. They had Sonogo, yeah. and then they had, I think, Jack was Jackson one of them. I think um, so, because he got drafted by what? Sonogo didn't even get drafted. I just show you Sonogo, how the NBA is. I mean, I think right now, of course, you know, UConn's down 14 right before halftime yeah. here. So looking like they're looking terrible. But and that's just my luck here. When I'm when I want to make build them up and make them look like the best team in the country, they're 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 looking like crap. But you know, <laughs> that's how it goes, right, Jason? Well, it it's 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 what's happened all year. In college yeah. basketball, every single yeah. night, there's yeah, been something happening every single night. But I like mean, it's... before this game started tonight, I would say UConn is by far the leader right now um, as the number one overall seed. Um, yeah, I for right now they are. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to throw that question to you. I'm going to stay in the Big East over the weekend. Rick Pitino had some very interesting comments after a ball game that they had a 19-point lead in and lost to Seton Hall. Here's the thing about Rick Pitino. They're 14 and 12 now. They've lost like eight out of their last 10 ball games in conference play. And Pitino is not having any fun. <laughs> That's all. Here's the, here's the thing about Patino that people don't realize. He did this at Louisville. He did this at Iona. He did this at Kentucky. He's done it based on everywhere he's went. He's just – that's just who he is. And, you know, he, he, he's throwing, – He's throwing his guys, players under the bus. He's talking about they're unathletic. He's telling – he's talking about how this is the worst season ever and it's well, the most unenjoyable – Season. Here's the question. Here's the question I ask you though. If he says that about his players, did he recruit those players? Yeah. I mean, yes. you're recruiting them. Come in and told the rest of them to get out of there, and they all transferred out. And and few of them are playing good. Matter of fact, Store, AJ Store is playing really well. Butler's got one that's playing well. I mean. They there's some good players that transferred out of that St. John's um team. I think I think the only one they really the only one they really kept was Soriano. Um, yeah in the middle was the big the guy. Frame. Yeah, the big guy in the in the middle, yeah. That's the only one that, that he kept. And all the rest of them he he got out of the transfer portal, just about. So if you're gonna talk uh, about go ahead. I, I'm, I'm thinking I was saying with Patino, you got to understand, he was dominating a smaller league. Yeah. And he 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 forgot that quick how much parity it is when you don't get your type of player. Because basically, you know what he's saying? I had to go to the portal and try to put together a team because I, because I got the job late. You see what I'm saying? By the time he got the job, the porter had already been jumping. So he can't recruit. He really don't want to bring no players with him. And so he thought, in his mind, he was going to catch lightning in the bottle. Once you don't do that, you start not to liking your team. And that's where yeah. he's at right now. 
I just think it's a little bit funny that he's on there complaining, talking about, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, listen, I, I would be upset if I was coaching and I was losing, I would be upset and I'd probably say some stuff too. I'm not going to sit here and act like I would be okay with it because Lord knows I wouldn't be. So, I mean, I just, his comments were a little bit funny over the weekend. He basically called his players out, called them unathletic. Um, he, he talked about how this was the least enjoyable season that he has ever had in coaching um, and several other things as well. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny um his comments like i said they have lost eight out of ten conference games they are now 14 and 12 so when well, they're and they're sliding to where they was on the bubble they was like safely in to pretty much all the way out like, oh yeah they're out right now completely yeah so. and if they don't turn it around in the last five six games here they may not even make well, the nit there's a big game next week against butler I think that's a win loser losers out type game because yeah. um, both because if I'm not mistaken, Butler lost tonight to Villanova. So um, Butler's kind of I don't know if it, they but, lost or not. Butler's kind of teetering on the um, brink too. All right, Jason, team. I'm going to ask you this one first because I know you're fairly close to Memphis here. So what happened? Has happened to me. They started out so well. They were like eleven and one or something like that. Um, beat some some good teams, and 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 Penny had them ranked in the top twenty-five. And as soon as they got ranked, matter of fact, I think early on but when top, right as conference play started i think they reached the top 10 they were 10th in the country one week in a poll and what's so crazy Brad, did you ask me about that i got a good friend on that staff that i could call right now and he probably would tell us exactly what's going on i just think the success that they had you know uh because you know, when Calipari was in Memphis, y'all remember when Calipari was in Memphis? The yeah. Memphis uh, Tigers were bigger than the Memphis Grizzlies. You yeah, see absolutely. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It was more popular. You know, Memphis Grizzlies were, were, were begging people to come to the games, but John Calipari was selling it out the whole right. time. So <laughs> I just think that it's been so long since that they were ranked that you know some that success can go to your head and then you forget about Something what you sure actually because, did because they were ranked 10th in the country but yeah, like they got as high yeah they got as high as 10. you're exactly yeah. right so it's just one of those things man that and penny's frustrated i heard him doing an interview and he was just saying man the way we effing losing it just sucks you know what i'm saying and you know what that's one of the reasons why I, I didn't see myself coaching in college that long because, man, it, if you're a competitor and Brad, you're a competitor, uh, John, I know it happens. I know you're a competitor as well. But when you're pouring into people and they're not responding and you know that you're putting in as much time, effort as they're doing. so much on the table that they're not putting in. You oh, know. man. And, and, yeah. and Penny, Penny's very fortunate that this doesn't define him. 
or his livelihood. You know, his bottom line is still his bottom line. But you look at them other coaches, if they get fired, they got to go find another job. Penny doesn't have to. Penny can just sit back, collect, and, and go do TV. Or, yeah. you know, go go go. he can go be an NBA assistant if he really wanted to. You see what I'm saying? And so he has that NBA tag for the superstar, and then he's still selling shoes. So it's not a monetary thing. So he is really invested in well, Yeah. Another thing, too, if you watch the game Sunday, um, they just got down big, and they just absolutely quit. Actually, one of Memphis's players what is a transfer from St. John's as well. That, that was playing the Jones, the David Jones kid. Mm-hmm. He's a transfer from St. John's that, that Patino could have had. You know, and, and there's and there's quite a bit of talent in this team, you know, with Jones, Javon Quinterly. Like they're they're they're, yeah. they're not it's not like that they're I thought, horrible. I, I'll be honest with all of you. I thought that Quinterly early was the reason for Memphis's success. I thought he was making the difference for Penny on this team when they were winning in like 11 and 1 or 12 and 2 or whatever they reached. Now they're setting it like I think they're like 17 and 8 or something like that now. Here's Memphis. here's the thing that people don't seem to realize either though is going forward in this AAC this tournament is wide open. You know, you got FAU, you got Charlotte, you got South, South Florida, Florida. Yeah. you got Memphis. Like somebody, Memphis can, you know, they can they could get hot and put it together and, hot and figure it out and, yeah. and win this thing. But um, it's looking like South Florida is going to win the conference if if we're being yeah. Right and now, many people winning really? the conference while while is a big thing. I'm not going to say it's not, but winning the conference. T- Tournament is where it's going to be bid. And I'm going to say this um, while we're up here. Um, Arkansas just went into Texas A&M and won. Um, the question I got for this, the question I got for this is: Buzz Williams on the hot seat? Is Eric Musselman on the hot seat? <laughs> I told you, Eric, Eric Musselman is is. In my opinion, uh, to answer the first question, I doubt if Bud will. Bud, they love him down there. You know, Bud. Yeah, is always, I think that might yeah, that might kick yeah. him out of the tournament, though. I mean, um, but who knows? But then, not only that, you got you got to look at this. Musselman is waiting on two things to happen. If uh, what's the coach down at UCLA? Cronin. Mick Cronin. Cronin. Mick Cronin. Yeah, Cronin. Cronin has Mick been Cronin. linked. To the Louisville job, and yeah. I said previously that Musselman could be linked to that job as well. Now, if yeah. Cronin leaves, I can see Musselman trying. Hey, let me get to Cali. Trying let to me go get to, to Cali, UCLA. Yeah, let me get let me get back home to my roots and get these Cali kids. So it's, I mean, I don't I don't see I don't see Musselman um coming back another year because let's face it, man. Right now, who wants to come to Arkansas? Because if you get recruited, you come in as a freshman, you're not gonna play that much unless you're a top 10 kid. Yeah, that's just that's just how he plays. And then he's and I think too that people don't seem to realize, um, you know, Jason is 
like with this transfer portal stuff. I'm going to get to the portal. That's one of my questions. But Well, his continuing of the portal, we're on, it's great. But some of the guys that he landed this year. We're not the guys. We're not the type yeah. of guys that he normally gets. It's I, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper in this in just a few minutes, but I'm going to move on here. Um, I got a, one more question. John, I'm going to specifically ask this one to you to start with. Can Kentucky continue to play like they did against Auburn with the defense that they showed? Do you believe that Kentucky can continue to play like they did on Saturday at Auburn in the jungle, which is they were undefeated, a very tough place to play? I think they can. It's all about focus. It's all about putting a, putting a game together. Um, if you watched that game, I don't know if you saw it, Jason, Saturday, but there were not many great moments for Auburn in that game for the fans to get get together and just say, you know what? We're Kentucky win controlled this game. the game for the most part. Kentucky controlled it from the opening tip until I think I think when Jalen Williams went down, there was a streak there where they was within five. They got it to five, yeah, once there. Um, and and Jalen got hurt, which praise the Lord, he is he is okay. Um, looks like he'll be back. Um, he'll probably be out a couple of games, but we we hate yeah. to see anybody get hurt. So, um, but Auburn just couldn't shoot. They what was they? They was three for twenty one, nineteen or something. So I mean, three they, and, and yeah. you know, Kentucky didn't. There was a few shots that was contested. But there was a few shots that was wide open, and they just missed. Well, and Kentucky, I'm going to be honest with you. Kentucky, I, I've been pretty vocal about some of the non-coaching blunders that Calipari has had over the last two or three years, to be quite honest with you. And I actually believe that last Saturday's game, he actually had a game plan. He, he used it well. He coached well. He coached the players and and played the players uh, right with their minutes. That was affecting the game. I, well, I have to give you. I have to give you my know, hand on this one because I, I do. I do complain about his coaching a lot, and he done really well on Saturday. Well, that was a, and and who is better for a team than Antonio Reeves? That. When they cut it to five, what you was talking about, he put Antonio Reeves in in a floppy action. Floppy actions where you have two post players. He had a do, and he had um, Uganda on the on the post, and they're standing there, and he can go either way, and he can try to lose his man, and they're screeners, and he's coming off either way, and they went to that. He put that in. Just for Reeves, and they well, went to that, and, and, and Reeves scored. And Reeves scored for Kentucky, and that's what won the game. I'm gonna tell you what Reeves does that really, just compared to what a lot of people do, is his his little side shot where he does a little the jumper in the lane like. It's about as smooth as it gets in college basketball. Um, I don't think nobody has a better one. Maybe probably better than him is probably Dalton Connect. Dalton Connect's probably on that same 
Um, Coleman Scott is with us from Talking Kentucky. He says, don't worry, Um, he's going to be at the game tomorrow. And and I'm going to tell you, Calipari, I've not been – you know, I've been really lenient on him this year. But Saturday, he absolutely coached his tail off. Um, compared to, to the past games and such, he literally coached his tail off. Um, they was prepared. They was ready to play in a hostile environment. Listen, teams were getting 40-pieced in Auburn. 40-pieced, 30, 20 points. Um, South Carolina went there and got, got beat by 40. Um, Ole Miss got beat, what was it? Was it 20, Jason? I think it was 20. So that's an impressive win, elite win. Now, is it to say that we need to to win that game and then come up and lose a couple more? No. Need to play consistent every single night. What I'm saying is, you know, can, can Kentucky put that kind of effort together and finish this season out? I think they, they can. There's six, there's six um, regular season games. We got to play Alabama at home this weekend. We play LSU on the road tomorrow. Um, we still got to go to Tennessee at the end of the season. We got to go to Mississippi State, which won't be an easy place to play. Um, you know, so I'm going to say this, and this is going to be the hot take, whatever you want to call it. You can you can put this as a clip on your TikTok. <laughs> And you you can use this wherever you go because this is what I believe. I believe when we look back going forward to the SEC tournament and and, and onward, I'm not saying Texas going to get to the Final Four. I'm not saying that of that regard of now. But we're going to look back at that Auburn game and that Ole Miss game these past two weeks or these past two games, and we're going to say, you know what, that was the turning point in the season. That was the game that they really got down and they started – and they figured it out. And well, I can tell you this much, John. They before we played Ole Miss, Ken Palm adjusted defensive rating. We were 104. After Ole Miss and Auburn this past week, they have jumped from 104 to 81. It was 71, I think, wasn't it? You're you're the muted. Auburn, you're muted Jason. That's Bart Tar. That's Bart Torvik. He he has he has them at seventy one. Yeah, I was talking but, about the Ken Palm. They jumped from eight one hundred and four to eighty one. I'm I'm gonna say it because I know you guys don't want to hear, but let's just face it, man. Kentucky has too much high expectation. Like let's let's just put it out there. You know, uh, um, rich in tradition early on, but. Before Calipari won, it had been a minute since he won a national championship. Then he comes back with Final Four team. He wins it. It's just tough. And you have a coach that really embraces that. He embraces the controversy, the one and done. He he embraces it all. And sometimes it backfires because sometimes his kids just don't play up to par. I well, mean, you know, I, I, I don't think, think he I'll did something else too, Jason. But hold, but really, I don't yeah. think he. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this out. I don't think that he did anything differently. I don't think he did anything differently. He just didn't have certain players. When you don't have certain players, your ball clubs looks a lot different. Kentucky has always been a big team. Kentucky has been playing small ball here lately. I, I spoke with a, a guy. I spoke with a media member today. 
somebody in national, and we was talking, we was just DMing back and forth, and he said that if Kentucky can go into Auburn with the record Auburn had, you know, going into that, their home um, record the last, what, three or four years, he said if they can go in there and play defense like that and win in Auburn, he said they can win anywhere they go. Well, Auburn was 43-2 and two at home the last three seasons. You've and here, I, here, I, I'll Auburn, say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll say this and we'll move on to another topic. But if Kentucky can de- – to answer your question, if Kentucky can defend like they did at Auburn and, and get enough offense like they did at Auburn with Reeves and, and getting crucial shots at the crucial times, in the middle with Adu Thierro and all those guys, Kentucky could cut the nets down, my man. Um, and that's not just they got they got to play the defense to do it. I'm gonna say I'm this. Making. I'm gonna say and this. they got the players, Jason. They got the players to play a half court game. They normally haven't had. I'm gonna say this. How many guys? How many seniors does Kentucky have? I think they had what two. Or three, I'm talking about guy whole before before you say senior, guys that been there four years, been there three years, been there two years. You know, that makes a difference because you build pride and you understand the magnitude of certain games. Well, there's four that's been there two years. You see what I'm saying? And so you got to think about that. A lot of times, a lot of kids just don't understand the magnitude of, of, of Kentucky. Like when and I put on Kentucky jersey. And that's – this is gonna that's gonna gonna kind of go with my next topic, okay? What what you're saying there, and I wanted to throw this out at you. And a lot of these teams that we were talking about a few minutes ago that were struggling, Arkansas, we talked about, we talked about Memphis, we talked about St. John's. A lot of those teams are in this category. They have seven or more transfers. And eight out of the 10 teams, there was 10 teams in college basketball that had seven or more transfers. Eight of the 10 are struggling. Memphis was one of them. St. John's is one of them. Arkansas is one of them. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up to you guys is this. It tells me that while it's okay to add a piece or two to your team, when you have a need, you yeah. know, let's say you need a shooter, so you go out and find you a shooter, you know, you know, it's it's good to add a piece or two, but what this tells me is that it takes somebody with a little bit of experience, Jason, what you were just talking about, that's mm-hmm. been there two, three, four years, and these are the teams that are being successful right now in college well, basketball, and in, the teams another, and the teams that are bringing in a bunch of new players are struggling, just like Musselman at Arkansas that we were talking about. He brought in so many transfers, and and you know, and and they're struggling with it. Memphis done it, St. John's done it, and and there's a bunch of teams here. There was eight out of ten that done it. The only teams that that are being that are successful, Utah State done it. And they're like 21 and five out in Mountain well, West. And another thing, too, with with all on top of this is the the parity um, in college basketball. It seems like 
and even even in the even not even college basketball, we're talking college football. Every team has different kind of guys that they can go after now in this transfer portal and and moving forward in in this new age of college football and college basketball. Coleman, I've been on your podcast. He's talking about Raphael Little, man. Raphael Little, I think, said something yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Raphael Little. What's up, Raphael Little? I'd love to have you on our podcast, too. I would, too. Up, Actually. Um, <laughs> straight out of South Carolina. That, that, dude, that dude was a really good football player. Um, but – like Jason, Jason can kind of vouch on this. Like now, the way the NIL is, the way the 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 new age of college football and basketball, every team has got different ways they can build to their roster, and you're seeing that, especially in college basketball. That Coleman, I even give you a shout out there. My just because you get a bunch of transfers at Arkansas, just because you get a bunch of transfers at Arkansas, doesn't mean that you're going to be a great team. You know. It could well, go from more, you know. Well, you got to think about it. If you don't, and this is, and this goes both ways. If you Much do respect, not, if, if 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 you do not have a good mixture, and I'm gonna say this as well, a good mixture of seniors or juniors, freshmen and sophomores. Uh, I can go back to the national championship Kentucky team. You look at that team. That team had experienced and brought in two major guys, right? Two major guys that was very impactful that, uh, and you didn't ask him to score a lot. You see what I'm saying? Coleman, so, yeah. Why not? You see what I'm saying? So, football is a lot different because you're going to have stayovers anyway. You're, you're just going to be losing out on those top recruits who don't come in and play right away. But with basketball, man, it's tough. If because Ole Miss showed you how good they could be at first until you got in the conference play. And then you had to really, really play basketball. You see what I'm saying? Florida Atlantic is another team. They brought back the majority of their team, but they're they in did. another conference. And if, yeah. if they're not lucky and if they're not careful, they might miss the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They just might. They just might. So, yeah, it's – it's, it's, it's different, man. It's different. Well, so Florida Atlantic is finding out, you know, expectations to too. You know what I mean? Like they're finding out kind of what expectations are. Everybody's gunning for you. You made the final four last year. You know what I mean? Well, um, and another thing, you know, with FAU, they're probably going to be right back in the same position that they was a year ago where they're going to be in the eight, nine range. And probably have to play a one seed to even get in back to go back to the final four. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, listen, college basketball. I don't, you know, I'm trying to think. There's a coach that said something the other night. I was listening to a podcast. He said, winning college basketball games is tough, winning on the road is tough, winning at home is tough. Every night, you don't know who you're going to play, what team's going to come out and play. It's just a different kind of um, level that you're going against every single night in these conference, you know, conferences every single night. You know, SEC, Big 12, Big East, you look at Creighton tonight, you know, UConn struggling on the road. Like, 
it's really tough to win basketball games. Yeah, update on that game. Creighton is ahead 56 to 39 Woo. with 14 minutes to go. Well over Yukon. Yukon, welcome to the welcome to the big show, is all I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> welcome to the number one overall spot where That's everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's gunning for you every single night. Yeah. I just want to have a huge shout out here. Rafael Little is with us. He's an old, he's an ex running back for Kentucky. Um, and just want to give you a big shout out. That's who Coleman was talking about. And I didn't put that together at first. So, uh, but we appreciate you being with us, Raphael. And uh, yeah, you're welcome anytime. And also my friend here, Coleman Scott is talking about having you on his show. His show is talking Kentucky. So just to put that out there, um, and, uh, the next thing I wanted to mention to you guys is NCAA president today, Charlie Baker says that he really isn't in favor of the one-time transfer rule that he thinks players should just be able to transfer anytime. I agree with him because if you make it a one-time rule, it's, I actually think it should be a one-time rule, but that's yeah, my but- view. But it's going to it's going to cause because cause. otherwise otherwise you have basically um, wild wild west free agency where nobody's un, under contract there is no contracts there is no nothing I mean it's worse than 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 pro and NFL if you don't do it that way. It's the new age of college football and basketball. It's just what it is. It is what it is. Well, I, I have to say, I, I, I'm fully on board with the one-time transfer rule, and then you can do it as a grad as well. So you really get two. If you keep it at one time, you really get two because you can do it as a grad. Yeah, but what if you? Well. But but the one time you do go there, what if somebody leaves and you and you're stuck? That's the problem. You got what a team. Did that, do, what did what did kids do for seventy years, eighty years? I mean, they these kids at least here, get a chance here, to here's turn where out. Here's where I'm going with this. Say you have a team, he transfers to a team, and they're they're supposed to have a bunch of guys come back. Well, what if a couple of those guys or three of those guys go pro and he's stuck by being the only guy and he's like, oh, well, you know what? I might want to change my mind and go somewhere else because all them other guys are going pro. Like, if, you, if you go to a school and you go there as your freshman year and you play your freshman year and you find out that things are good or bad and you want to stay or go, then you can transfer out. All right? And then you can also do it again a couple of years later after you graduate. I just this that's twice in four or five years that you can transfer. I agree with you that this NIL, well not the NIL, but the transfer rule, it's a it's a wild, wild west. I get it. But until there's some changes made and there's some boundaries made, it's been it's going to continue this way. For college football and basketball, until there's some rules. I don't like it, and I think Charlie, President Charlie Baker, is wrong. That's all I'm going to say. And I know Jason is going <laughs> to is going to fight me with everything that I say on this because he's a players first guy. He was a player. 
Jason Harrison played at Ole Miss, so he's going to fight me every which way on the world with it, and I already know this. So go ahead, Jason. I'm, but when, when he said that he isn't in favor of one-time transfer rule, I understand that, but what took so long? That that's that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm for the players because come on, man. We seen this 20, 30 years ago. We seen this long time ago. We seen this, it was brought to fruition with the fair five. Like those guys, I'm gonna go back another step. The Duke teams, the Duke teams uh, uh were very successful, and they probably didn't get much. But them being in uh, a private institution, they were able to get things. I, and I know Coach K made sure that his guys were being taken care of. So he really wasn't a blueprint. I think the only mm-hmm. thing that, that that that's going on now is I just wish that this would have happened a long time ago. Here's another thing, too, Jason, is I've noticed it back even when back when Jeff Shepard and all them was there at – Kentucky do back in the 90s, you didn't see a lot of transfers, man. Like every so often you'd, you'd see well, a guy. You couldn't, you couldn't be put out of here. Yeah, you, you didn't want to sit out of here. You were just, you know yeah. what, well, I'm just going to tough it out because I yeah, didn't want to give up a whole year. When they set out a year, they yeah. would lose a year. Lose and, a year and, because and, you wouldn't have that one year. And, I, and I'm going to I'm going to ride Brad's coattail for a minute. And I'm going to get off of it very quickly, but I'm going to ride it for a minute. Hey, I, I, I understood. Feel good about this one. Because watch. <laughs> During my freshman year, I wanted to leave. You know what? I I got to Ole Miss. Man, we were running on the track. My, I didn't come here to be no track star. I hope. Put me on the court. And so Tennessee State, my best friend was down there. He just didn't tell me. Had he told me that the Tennessee State coach would 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 uh, uh wanted me like he want, I would have left because guess what? I would have took the easy road out, and that's what the transfer route is really giving these kids. That's it's what I don't like about it, right the, there. The easy road out, but road here's out. The thing. that's what but I don't like about it. Okay, but but you can't have it both ways. So when the coach can leave and make more money. And leave me with a new coach. What I got to do? Yeah, but when you're trying to build a career, Jason, I don't give a crap what the what the coach can do. Well, you can't teach these kids to be quitters. But you can't teach these kids loyalty either. Be a team, and when the if, first if sign it, of dollars come, here's my, here's my here's my answer to that. Oh, it worked, it worked it it it's when, when they can just quit. When when the what, what, what is the coach doing? What is when the coach doing? Coach and you can well, just the coach quit, on yeah, you. But that's going to ruin your career. When but you what about the coaches? But what yeah, about but what the coaches? The, what if the coaches quit on ways. you? The it coach quit on you because he got a better opportunity. If my if, if I'm a player and I think that I can go that's, over that's here. always been the case, guys. Always. But it's never been the case in which I didn't have to sit out. You, you didn't punish more, me for leaving. It's more to go coach. To the coach could leave at any time in 1952. I mean, that's well, been going yeah, on for time, years. Times are different now than they was in but, but Brad, that's what I'm saying. How is it that a coach can get up and leave and coach the next year? But if I want to leave, I'm saying I as a out. player to teach these kids, to teach our kids – 
that when the tough gets going, that you can just walk out and find the grass is greener on the other side. That's it's not always what coaches it's not do. Always greener. Brand, the that's what coaches been doing. Coaches do the same thing. Coach do the same thing. Now watch this, Brad. If I'm, I'm gonna use us as example, and I'm sharing this with you and guys. Welcome to the plus, by the way. And watch this. Watch this. Now watch this. <laughs> we, um, we, we. I was a part of the first Ole Miss actual NCAA wins. Right, the first one. They had been to the tournament, never won. Freshman year won. Sophomore year we were terrible. My junior year made it to the Sweet Sixteen. Coach Barnes had an opportunity to take another job. He didn't. He got a raise, right? He got a raise. Okay, yeah. my fourth year was my last year. Lost to UCLA. Boom. So guess what? I come back and say, hey, I want to work for Ole Miss. I can't even get a job. Watch this. Had he left and went somewhere else, maybe I could have got another relationship with another coach that could help me, right? See, our coach – you see what I'm saying? Doesn't have great relationships with his former players. And that's why I feel yeah. the way I feel. Because watch this. A kid who played for Billy Donovan can call him up right now, and Billy D will answer the phone. But if we call our coach, oh, man, we got to text him. He'll call you back the next day. Or he might not even call you back. So what are you teaching us? You, 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 you put on us God, family, all this. But when it came time for you to show us family, yeah, he didn't show us that. And so right. that's what I'm saying. Every program is not the same. See, no, if I had not, not, had, had I not told you that, you would have thought that, hey, I have a great relationship with my old coach. You would well, think I mean, that about everybody. You, yeah. you, you would yeah. think that. But, but yeah. you know, like I know, as I got older, I knew cultivating relationships. Were, well, were very very important. It's and sort so, of like a little. It's sort of like the situation the with Liam Cohen at UK. Like he's up and running every time he there's a new another job. Like it's so you, you know. can't punish these kids because if the coaches can pick up and then it's two sides. It's not the about don't punishing. Win, they get fired. It, it, it's about the coaches don't building, win. They get fired. It's about building, the making them tough and building and going through adversity and. It's about it's about overcoming stuff. It's about yeah. But would you? Here's the question: Would you want to be on a bad team? And 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 here's my and here's my thing. Y'all keep talking about well, well the coaches can. And what about the coach? I don't care about the coach. The coach is a sixty year old man. If that if he wants to go screw up his life and make an ignorant ass decision, I don't give a crap. But I do care about a nineteen year old kid. You, but you can't say that, Brad. Listen to what I'm saying. If, I can say that because I do. I care if a 19-year-old kid is messing up his life and, and making decisions because he can't because because he can't make it through something tough. Well, I care Brad, about that. Well, Brad, we do know sometimes, and let's say it, the coaches have their favor. These my guys. Listen, and Brad, you don't know this. Coaches definitely have their favorites. They have their favorites. So watch this. Brad, Brad, you're the head coach. Me and Hammonds are the assistant coaches. You have your guys that you personally recruited. You took guys because me and Hammond said, let's take them. But when you go to that house 
and you talk to those parents and you tell those parents you're my guy, you're going to play no matter what, and you don't play, you got to answer that question, right? Now, yeah. if I'm if, if if Brad's Jason's guy is not that good, well, this is my guy. It happens. And so kids are not making up. They're I'm just telling you guys from my standpoint, I don't <laughs> give a crap if a 63-year-old man jumps ship and goes somewhere else and makes a bad decision. But I do care if a 19-year-old kid is jumping ship and making a bad decision. Hey, hey welcome I to the first show. Welcome to the big future. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, All right, but you, you, but you, you, you can't say they're making a bad decision because every decision we make does nothing but build us up and make us better. If I chose to leave and it was a bad decision on me, I have to learn that life lesson. You can, we I can't mean, go around look pretending. Look at some of the quarterbacks. Look at some of the quarterbacks that left, like say USC we're and basketball. We talking about basketball. Let's stay in one sport. We are talking about basketball. Let's stay. We talking about basketball. We were, but, but but if you if you want to say it, watch this. I'm gonna bring up a name. So you mean to tell me that should that uh Sanders should have stayed at Jackson State and not went to Colorado? Maybe he would have had a better year. But again, so San Sanders, what you're talking should about? Should do it. Yeah, but there he would have been okay because with the one-time transfer rule, and you could do that. But what I'm saying is you transfer somewhere, and then it doesn't work out. Well, that's life. You learn right there. You learn that lesson right there. And But that, now, can, happen, take, that can happen on your decision out of high school. You can, exactly. go, you can make a decision out of high school, and you can say, I want to go to this school, and you get there, and you find out that – the, they they made you promises and they're not keeping it. They told you about playing time. They whatever you know, and and you could be like, you know what, crap, I hate this. Hammers, Hammers, do me a favor. I know you got your phone out. Look up Jalen Tyson. Jalen Tyson is the exact kind of kid we're talking about. Jalen Tyson played on my AAU team, and I'm just going to be real. Jalen Tyson for California. Jalen Tyson. Was an unranked guy. I recruited him tough to play on my AU team. Played for me during the pandemic. Played at Texas Tech. Oh, played in Texas Tech. Transferred to Texas. Now at California. <laughs> Texas Excuse Tech, me. he couldn't get off the bench. No, at Texas, he couldn't get off the bench. He couldn't. So he transferred. Had to sit out. Played at Texas Tech. Played at Texas Tech. That coach got fired. Now, was he a saint? Probably not. Probably did some things. Made some decisions. Go all the way. Two time transfer. Goes all the way to California. Every week, I have been talking to NBA personnel about him now. Had he stayed at Texas, probably wouldn't have played. Had he stayed at Texas Tech, probably wouldn't have been the best decision for him. He's doing somewhere where he's noticed. Huh? He's doing someplace where he's noticed. It's about about opportunity. He's doing someplace where he's being shown on the big stage. Because, I mean, but but he had he had to wait on the roof. He didn't get cleared until right before the season. Yeah, the NCAA. He did because he was a two time transfer. Even though he sat out, and even though his coach got fired in Texas Tech, so he didn't have that opportunity. He had to wait at the mercy of the NCAA. So that's why, because the NCAA doesn't want lawsuits. 
NCAA and lawsuits are like oil and water. They don't mix. The NCAA wants to keep making billions and billions of dollars. all that, and I didn't say anything. All I'm saying is, is I think that we are raising a whole generation and telling them that it's okay to quit when the going gets tough. I, I just think I we're doing that. We just have an opportunity for them. Remember, I was riding your coattail. I said I was going to ride it for a second, and then I was going to get off. Jason, you can pull out stories. I mean, yes, occasionally it works out when you go two and three, four times. But I can name you put some some players that that have transferred three and four times that it hasn't worked out too. It worked both ways, Brad. The player can yeah. have something to say, and the coach can have something to say. Yeah. It's not going to always it, work out. I'm saying. Well, that's what and, I'm and saying. You can't it take can away my life. choice. You just can't take away my choice. You can't take well, away my choice. The, and then the there was another. Leave, I can leave. You can't take away that choice because you never, up until about five years ago, you never had that damn choice. Well, here's when the NCA when the NCA went from four four year scholarships to only one year agreements. So don't tell me that they can't take away. Well, here's another thing, Harrison. We have unconstitutional. We have some that's been in college for eight years. Look at that one guy. Was it Miami? He Uh, he had been, but he had been hurt a lot. I know. Don't don't get me started on that now. Yeah, but he had been injured some, but. I, I know. All right. So the last topic that I wanted to get to today was they had their vote today and the college football playoff did vote in the five top conferences and then seven, um, the the highest seventh ranked teams after that being in the 12 team playoff. Um, the top four out of the conferences will get a first round bye, And they voted this in for the next two years, and then the new TV deal will take up, take in effect. But here's the big thing that they voted in, and, and not m- very many people are talking about it. So Washington State and Oregon State are still in this, and the president of Washington State had to vote today. And Jason he voted said he, for it. Jason said he yeah. had to leave. So Okay. And he voted for it. But what I'm telling you, John, here's this. They actually voted for the next two years to give Washington State and Oregon State the full revenue portion. They get they get the full power conference. It's like up, it's like six million dollars a year they're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty good for them. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah. <sighs> it's been a fun show. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, when, whenever I talk about that, me and Jason always kind of, I mean, we have different opinions, um, and 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 we're cool with it. We both know, I mean. Yeah, but we're good. We still uh, buddy. It is called The Big Fuss. That's the reason why I call it The Big Fuss Show. I will say this, just by, by I'm kind of keeping up with things, UConn's getting a really good humbling tonight by Creighton. So a quick update. Well, let me let me say this real quick before. So Friday night, we will have 801 Bracketology with us. Uh, the last two Friday nights, we've had Bracketologists on with us. It's that time of year. Thanks to John working uh, to get a few of these. I do know in 
KY that was with us two weeks well a little bit. I could probably get them on too, but John's doing the work here to get these guys on. So um, we had NK NKY bracketology bracket NKY bracket is his name, uh, and we had T3 bracketology last week, and then this Friday night we're gonna have 801 bracketology. These are In all March, guys. March 1st. Um, if it all goes down, because the third you're ha we're having the NFL guy, that's on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But the first, if I can get it, I, I don't know if I can get it or not, but Ron Slay has um, opened up. So I don't know yet. I, I'm supposed to, he's supposed to contact me tomorrow. Um, okay. It's that Friday night. I think it's the, I think it's the weekend. Hold on a minute. I'm trying to think. Um, it's the second to last weekend before the um, end of the regular season. Yeah, uh, the Saturday yeah. before the end, the regular season ends. Right. Um, so maybe I don't know yet. Um, if I can't, I'm gonna try to get. I've been trying to get some guys that involved with March because. I like to do that yeah, kind I mean, of show. It's that time of year. So I just, you know, I want to tell everybody that we're going to have a special show. Um, we've been doing these the last two um, Friday nights, but this is a different guy. This is going to be 801 Bracketology. Yeah, he, um, uh, 801's a little, uh, he's a little, he's a troll sometimes. He likes to have a little yeah. fun. Yeah, he does. 801 likes to have a little fun on there and talk, talk to stuff. But, uh, but he, he does a great job with his Bracketology. And uh, we look forward to having him on Friday night at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. So we're going to do a little bracketology talk. And then I've been doing picking some games where there's a bubble team that could win a big game and possibly, you know, get in. And we'll do some game picks with some of those games on Friday night. So we have that to look forward to um, for Friday night. And I appreciate everybody. Been a great show. We had Raphael Little stop by. I don't know if John had something to do with that or not. I did not. I did not. You did not? I did that's not pretty, have anything to do with that. That's pretty cool that we had Raphael Little stop by. So um, good show. Appreciate Jason being on with us. Um, John said he, he said he had to run. So. Yeah, he did. Um, Coleman is asking, do I think this is – no, I do not. Um, he is still recruiting this tell-off, still, still, you know, make, getting commitments, going to all these gyms and flying all over the country to see these kids play, trying to fill out rosters for the next two years. Um, two-year classes, actually, and I just don't feel like that that's what he's planning at all. So, Player, player of the game, I, I couldn't even tell you right now. Um, I just know Kentucky's favored by what, five and a half, six, something like that. Um, yeah, so, so Coleman, is he goes to LSU grad school. Um, he's, he's going there to get his doctorate. He went – he graduated from Kentucky, but he's going there to get his doctorate. Um, and so he said he's going to be at the game tomorrow in Baton Rouge. So let's just do a quick part of the game. Part of the game for me is probably going to be, uh, I'm going to go, you go. 
I think he'll have a big game. In I'm the going Antonio Reeves. He's 24 points shy of the 1,000-point club. Um, he has 976 points in two years. I'll add uh, this. LSU is not a really good rebounding team, so Kentucky should rebound them all. Um, not a great rebounding team. Yeah. So I'm hoping, that, I'm hoping that Reeves has a good game. Gets they over do 24 shoot, points. They do shoot the three pretty decent. But if Kentucky plays defense like they did the other night, um, I think I think Kentucky wins this game by 10, 10 points going away at least. 10 or 11 at least. So. Coleman, I appreciate you being with us, man. We're gonna yeah, Raphael Little. Raphael Little, if you're listening, uh, hook, hook us up, brother. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on and interview you going down. Because football season will be around them. It goes by quick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Love having you on. We do do football and everything, Raphael Little and and stuff. So just to let you know. um, Yeah, Coleman, it's dumb stuff when it comes to Kentucky basketball. They give out free shirts. Kentucky had a big flip today, this morning, early, bright and early this morning in football. Um, Jaden Smith, linebacker. From out of Charlotte, North Carolina, who was committed and signed with Michigan on December the 20th. Um, but in the last two weeks, he asked out of his, his uh, letter of intent because Harbaugh has left and they let him out. So he has committed to Kentucky this morning. He is a four-star top 300 linebacker. He is the sixth just on the defensive side of the ball he is the sixth blue chip prospect that we have coming in just on defense. Nine oh. overall. Coleman nine Scott, overall. But the Coleman six, Scott mentioned something. Uh he said they're giving out free canes. I said they give out free shirts, free, free toilet paper, anything when Kentucky's coming to town, everybody. I actually it, have not looked, Coleman, if I got blocked from Lee and Coleman or not. I, I haven't looked. So I don't I know the answer to that. I have not. So I don't even speak to him. So, you know. Yeah. I doubt it because I've never. I like, never, I've never really had him. Any spoke to him. He probably don't know who I am. So I doubt no. it. Yeah. yeah. But that that's my, he, he did block some people that were known Kentucky, like reporters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Brad, it's been good, man. It's been fun. Yep. We will wrap this up and we will see you Friday night um, for our game day pick'em show with 801 Bracketology at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. Y'all have a good night.